Dr. Angel Falzone. Did I say that the way you told me to? You got it exactly right. I got it exactly right. I'm impressed. Right? Okay. See, everybody loves your counsel. (laughs) I mean, you are a busy, busy full-time counselor in private practice, aren't you? Yes, I am. Yes, you are. And we were talking yesterday. It's been, what, 15, 16 months since you started private practice? Yes. And you are have exceeded your goals. I have very much exceeded my goals. I believe it's because you have purple glasses that match your purple sweats. What do you think, Tommy? It's about that, right? It's about the purpleness of Dr. Angel. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, that's what it is, right, yeah. Okay, so now we know. Um, I have a great announcement tonight. All right, let's hear it. You ready? I am ready. The Tampa Bay Rays (laughs) have moved into first place. Do we have any... uh, Tommy, we need some uh, clapping here. We need some applause. We need some applause. He doesn't have his headphones on. He can't hear me, so uh, we can't get applause. So they have moved into first place. Oh, there we go. Oh, he did it. He did hear me. In the American League East. All right. They just swept the Yankees and three out of three. And last week, the Boston Red Sox, four out of four. And uh, yeah, they're at the top of the American League East. And they are they are mm, half a game ahead of everybody, of the Yankees, and then everybody else is down below that. So that's an exciting announcement, don't you think? Go Rays, go Rays! All right, <laughs> see Big Ed, he's on it, he's on it. Yes, go Rays! Oh, that was yeah. Today they were that was a great game. I was watching it in between working, and, and uh, wow, there were just we ended up winning ten to five, and so I mean it's just out of the park stuff, you know. Go Yard. It's Go Yard, it's exactly. It's Go Yard. Would you explain why we named this show this almost six years ago? A go Yard means hitting the home runs in life. Yes. Yes, it does. And how do you do that in life besides getting a bat and a ball? <laughs> We're talking about hitting the home runs of living your life. And right. so, so many of us are just going through life or existing. We're kind of... I can't tell you how many conversations I've had this week that started with every day feels the same. They're kind of feeling like mundane Groundhog Day. And they're just existing. We're not living. And so Go Yard is about really living our life with purpose and passion. And can you do that in the middle of a pandemic, Dr. Angel? You can absolutely do that in the middle of a pandemic. Because it has everything to do with your attitude, correct? Through what we're going through. Right? Sure does. You know, the Goyard life is what's inside of us, not what what's around us. Uh, explain that. Ooh, well, what's inside of us, it becomes our attitude, our perspective, our mindset. Like, all of that decides if we're going to live Go Yard. You, we could be sitting in the lap of luxury and not be right. living Go Yard. Exactly. Or we can be without anything and live Go Yard. Like, it is not... 
contingent on what is going on outside of us. No, it is not. It is what is going on on the inside of us. And our second big announcement tonight, you didn't know we had another one. (laughs) We have another one, and that is that your new little baby doggy, uh, Mozzie, yes, Mozzie is, is with us in a crate. Why is his name Mozzie? He is named after Abraham Maslow, the psychologist. Of course he is. <laughs> what else would you want to call a dog? You would have to have a psychological name, right? Of course. Of course, since you are the great Dr. Angel. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, yes, you've been in practice like 15, 16 months. God is blessing. You are doing great. You have private offices in the front of our uh, church building. And um, it's really cool how all that worked out a year and a half ago for all of us to get a new facility together. Uh, and it just keeps you busy, I'm sure, just doing everything you do every single day. Very busy. It's a, a full, good busy. It's a real full-time job. Very full-time. Yes. So if you'd like to set up an appointment, because Dr. Angel works on sliding scale, so that means based on what you can afford, 727-501-6557. I'll give you that again if you want to grab a pen, or you can go to drangelsdevelopment.com, and your website says it all, doesn't yes, it? it? What does. you do, and why, and, and all of that. Seven two seven five zero one six five five seven, and Tommy has created an amazingly wonderful commercial for you at, at our break, and so you all can hear that and see what you do. So we started a series last week called Pandemic Fallout. Yes, and you know we have we had a eleven or twelve part series started in March about coping with the COVID calamity. Mm-hmm. So that's a huge series that's here on podcast form, tantalknetwork.com. Go to podcast, go to Go Yard. You can listen to that whole series. Uh, then we did one about attitude adjustments, yes. essential attitude adjustments in Corona. Yes. That was like three weeks long. Yes. And now we've started another one. What's the common theme? This is a question. I don't know. Can you get this? I mean, this is... Yeah, oh, yeah. See, we have see, a little bit of Can you figure out what the theme there, is there's here? There's a little theme since March. Yeah, surrounding a major pandemic. Oh, that's oh, it. Okay. You know, and here's been another conversation. I think I've had a lot in a couple of weeks. Is in the beginning of this, we were just trying to survive through it. We thought it would be short term. Sure. We thought things two would weeks, kind of, three weeks, even a, a month or like a month felt like a really long time. And right. so we were in survival mode. And the mm-hmm. problem is, we've been living in survival mode. Right now, we have to learn how to live with a pandemic. And so our life. Needs oh, to that's so good. Yes, because so, we have to get back. And tonight we're talking about how this is affecting children. So you yes. may want to grab a pen and a paper and take some notes. Um, and we are live on Facebook right now. You can participate. You can actually ask questions right here on Facebook. Go to what? It's on your page. It's on my page. It's on your page. It's on my page also. So, uh, and you can ask questions, get involved, and you will read those questions and answer them. We haven't. We don't normally do that, but tonight we're going to because we know there are parents out there, grandparents out there, family members that are dealing with a lot of stress, stressful situations right now. Absolutely. Um, And kids, I think, have really taken a a huge hit of what's been happening. Absolutely. Um, Their worlds have been completely rocked um, from not being in school now for the last five months. And some kids are now starting to go back in person. Some will go back online. Like, so everything's kind of changed. And it's 
it's not a universal thing around the United States, like everybody's back in school Correct. or it's, everybody's not in school. It's It depends on communities. It depends mm-hmm. on school boards, which I do think that's the right way to do it. I mean, because it may not be bad in Utah, but it may be really bad in Florida, which it is. Sure. Right, and then schools are starting at different times. Some communities have delayed school starting. Like, there's a whole bunch of stuff going on. But kids' lives really changed. A lot of parents I've talked to, their kids were involved pre-COVID and sports or clubs, and they were with their friends and sleepovers and this and that. And then nothing. They couldn't see their friends. Yeah. They couldn't do their sports. They couldn't participate in sleepovers. And there's no more going to the trampoline place right. and doing this or gymnastics or dance or karate or whatever they were yeah, into. Yeah, it's affected some of my grandkids. We missed baseball season this year with them playing. Grant and Mason and the twins missed a lot of gymnastics events and stuff. So it's been it's really been a difficult time this year so far, these months, don't you think? Absolutely. And the way it's all rocked a kid's world, you know, their brains are still developing. And so it's caused a lot of fear and anxiety for our kids. Right. Yeah. And unfortunately, kids do not have the developed communication skills that some of us adults might have. Some of us adults don't even have that. Like, right. we've been struggling. Um, so they behave. And that's how they show a lot of stuff that's happening. It's through their behaviors and it's through their bad behaviors or their right. negative behaviors. And so we'll see a lot more tantrums. We see a lot more kids just shutting themselves off in their bedroom. I've talked with several parents this week and they're like, my teen won't even leave their room. Wow. Um, really? A lot of kids are nocturnal. They're staying up during the night and right. they're sleeping during the day like it's yes. rocked their world yes. okay let's uh we put the call in number right up here front and center tonight and again we have uh facebook up so just facebook us your questions ask them there that would be great or call in it's a 727 number 441 we'd love to hear from you um anxiety is one of the biggest things really overall that's like a big umbrella don't you think for kids right now that and anxiety you want to define that well sure you know and anxiety is it is a big umbrella and so we're feeling anxious we're feeling fearful we're feeling worried we're uncertain about what's happening around us so we aren't feeling safe and secure right Right. And so for children, for their brain to develop healthily, in a healthy way, that feeling of safety and security and predictability is super important for them. So right. they've been out of it now for five and a half, six months. And their worlds keep changing in new ways. So kids love routine, do they not? Oh, and yes, they love I, I, it. Don't they you think it. people in general do? They do, but kids really kids need it. Kids really need it. Why do kids really need routine? Because their brains are still developing. And okay. so that routine makes their brain know that the world is safe. It's predictable okay. that that routine helps them to grow and develop in other ways. So their emotional development happens. Their right. you know, cognitive development. They can learn when they feel safe. If I don't feel safe, I can't learn. Oh, okay. So then, all right, so along with that, you have this whole component of fear that is everywhere of and probably kids hear their parents talking about i don't know if we should send them to school or not what if they get sick yeah and kids are so intuitive so parents i hear this all the time so parents are like oh my kids can't hear our conversations they're not in the room da, 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 da. i step outside i'm like no 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 no. kids know what's going on well don't gotta, they know from body language too i mean just from they're so smart and intuitive they know 
right. they know when something's wrong and they can't process it. Right. And they don't want you to know that they know because they're not supposed to know. Right. Um, so then they don't know what to do with it. And so it starts to really grow that fear and grow that worry and grow that anxiety. And It really does. Um, you know, I was, I was listening to something today as I drove, and this guy said that um, even though there seems to be a common belief in America and in the world that kids don't get COVID, that has changed. Sure. They gave a statistic, and I, I can't tell you what news program I was listening to, but like there's been a lot, thousands of kids that have actually gotten it, and only... 86, they said this number, 86 have actually died, and some of those had pre-conditions, right, Mm -hmm. pre-existing conditions. So I found that interesting uh, because it refutes the thing that kids can't get it. They can't. True. So with that, and if that is more commonly known, which it will be as more and more kids get it, What's that going to do to kids and their sense of security? And right, and that takes away now it can happen to me, and it's right. affecting their family. Maybe their parents lost their job. Maybe they're getting evicted. Maybe, like, things are starting to happen now. Right. Um, those extra resources aren't coming in Right. that we had in the beginning of this. And so now families are really feeling it. Their families are more food insecure. They're, like, things are happening in the world, and now this could happen to me. Right. Good. Yeah. And it's scary. How does anxiety in kids affect their brains, doctor? Well, like I said earlier, their brains can't grow and develop healthy in a healthy way while they're feeling unsafe or fearful or anxious. And so we start seeing it exhibit in their behavior. Um, We'll see they all start looking um, like ADHD kids. They all start having... Oh, okay. Explain that because some of our audience may not know what that means. Because that's usually the reason they come into me is, oh, I think they're ADHD all of a sudden. No, they're not. But they have, they they all have all kinds of energy. So they'll kind of start rolling around like the Energizer Bunny. Like they have this extra energy. Define ADHD for those who don't know. ADHD is Attention Deficit Hyperactivity Disorder. And so it's a common um, disorder we'll see in childhood where it affects mostly like their learning kind of thing. Okay. But kids, when they have this prolonged fear or this anxiety, um, they do not focus. They do not concentrate. They can't remember just menial tasks, things that they once could remember and focus and do they're, they're losing that ability so it's not an ADHD thing per se it can be an anxiety thing and so that leaves those same symptoms so we're trying to learn in school they can't focus they can only sit on that 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 computer for 15 minutes and they're just they're done they're and done so when a parent says you know our routine here you have to do this you have to do that why didn't you make your bed why didn't you do this why didn't you put away your toys you know you cannot do that what that adds to the stress it right it does it adds to the stress and the pressure because they don't have control over the the fact that they can't remember it. And so a lot of times parents just think, this kid's being difficult. Why are you being difficult? Everything's so hard right now. Like, can't you just do what we need to have done? And how does that attitude affect the kid when that's coming from the parent who is frustrated? Well, that affects the kid. It grows that anxiety. And so they start right. shutting down and they start. So we'll start seeing the, the negative behaviors. We'll see the tantrums. Right. They're really emotional. Like they just start falling out and crying. And you're like, what just happened? Like it didn't seem like anything happened, but they'll fall out and cry. They'll have tantrums. They'll refuse to, to do certain things or to leave their house or to go somewhere. Like they just start shutting down and to the point where they will shut all the way down and close themselves in a room. 
isolation cannot be good, right? Not good. Are, is, are teens more prone to that than smaller children, or do the, you do you well, know a difference? Do you see a difference? Anxiety can be exhibited in lots of ways in childhood. So as a kid, the younger kid to the older kids, it, it shows difference. So we do see our teens do a lot more isolation, but little kids can do it. Now, parents aren't complaining when they're four-year-olds sitting in their room quietly for three hours. Yeah, because that's so unusual. <laughs> yeah, they're not complaining about that, right? So um, so that's really dangerous because that we have to watch. It's really an important thing that that's not normal for that four-year-old child to be doing that. And right. if that's what's happening, there's stuff going on that we need to help them get fixed. Sure. I mean, we've had children. I mean, I personally work with children as young as six years old who've tried to commit suicide. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my you know, And a lot of parents don't realize wow. that, that that happens. And that can, that's a real threat. And they think a young child is not at risk. That's not necessarily true. So this series is pandemic fallout and how it's affecting our children is what we're discussing tonight on Go Yard. And we invite you to call in at 727-441-3000 or to go to our Facebook Live right now, Dr. Angels or my page. Put your questions right there if you have any. Um, so for the parent who recognizes the anxiety mm-hmm. and says, all right, I got to do something about this. What do parents typically do about this that you hear when they come to your office or that you hear situations? What are they What are they trying to do? A lot of the times what I will find, first of all, when we have anxious kids, we usually have anxious parents. Okay. And so... The anxiety of the parent is increasing the anxiety of the kid, which is increasing the problem in the house, and that's increasing the anxiety. So we have this, like, increased thing happening, and they're all overwhelmed. Right. Um, So most of the time they see the kid as the problem because the behaviors are so out there and disruptive for the whole family unit. Okay. And so they're like, bring the kid, and they're like, okay, he needs fix. He's acting out. He's bad. You know, he's bad Bad kid. Yeah. You know, and I usually hear those kinds of terms. But when we look under it, what we're seeing is this child's world is completely rocked. The house is usually having things like the news going on or adult conversations of all this stuff happening. And it can be anywhere from what's going on with the pandemic to what's going on with all the um, the the race issues and the rioting it can be what's going on with the election like it's not ending in what kinds of information they're getting right. fed and they're not they don't have the brain to interpret it so we don't even know what they're getting in the background let alone if they have phones devices internet and youtube what they are right. you know being exposed to and so we have a lot going on. Well, and in a lot of homes, and we've seen some commercials on TV depicting this, you've got two parents sitting at the kitchen table, both with their laptop working for work, right? Yes. Because they're working from home. Kids are running wild. They're doing all kinds of crazy things. And uh, their whole routine is has been totally turned upside down. Completely upside down. And how can parents even concentrate to work when you got kids screaming and fighting and he hit me you know he he did this he did that she did that you know he she pulled my hair you know whatever absolutely and we do we see an increase of aggressive behavior in children with anxiety so okay we will see they'll start hitting their parents they'll hit other siblings they'll hit themselves That's, if you're taking notes guys write all this stuff down this will help you help so like others the ver- 
verbal and physical aggression is a, increase is a symptom can be a symptom of so anxiety. acting out is what you're talking oh, yeah. about right where they are doing behaviors they wouldn't normally do but they're doing them because they're frustrated too mom and dad are home working on their laptops and won't let us talk and play and have a good time right right and it, it's deeper than just they're frustrated they're they're fear-based anxiety is fear-based fear and so my address brain, that will you please so when my brain is sitting in fear-based, I am living with that limbic system, that emergency alarm in my brain is triggered all the time. So little things feel like I'm going to die. Like that's what they feel constantly. Like something bad's gonna happen and we're all gonna be dead. Like that's anxiety. That's the kind of fear the kids bring through their brain. And so how can we expect them to function when they really feel that something really bad's about to happen all the time. Do you know, we don't rehearse shows. We don't even, you know, we have a few ideas, but that's about it. And, and as I'm listening to you describe this, I realize how very, very serious this is for our world, but especially the U.S. who has more coronavirus cases than anybody else. So, And because I've got all these grandkids, I know kind of the dynamics that are going on in our family and the frustrations but as i hear you talking about this dr angel uh, this is very very serious stuff that's affecting our kids is it not Absolutely. a lot of times i think adults we think kid ah they're kids they'll be okay they're fine oh, they'll bounce back they'll they bounce don't back they don't, they don't even understand what we're talking about well yeah they understand they haven't seen their best friends for weeks and months and they understand they can't go to the ball game and you know Oh, and well, and research tells us, too, I mean, anxious parents, even a, a newborn baby with an anxious mom, that anxiety comes through that it child comes through. by the mother. Yes. And that's why it's so many first-time parents, like my first child, was more colicky, you yes. know, than the other two. By the time the other two came along, it's like, yeah, it's another baby, you know, you just kind of, <laughs> you know, they don't have, you don't have as many pictures in the baby book of them, you know, because you've just been busy and... You're doing, you know, you remember that old Loves commercial about like, first mom used Pampers, you know, experience moms use Loves, like by the time <laughs> you get it, like, you know, it's true, we kind of like pamper our kids really, the first one and the next, you know, yeah, the It's next like, one. oh, well. Oh, they're eating, you know, I remember my first one, <laughs> they're all eating organic, dirt, they're you know, eating the dirt. second and third are out there eating dirt and we're like, ah, it's all good. <laughs> <laughs> They'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, so, but I guess that anxiety is what I hear you saying for first-time parents is similar to the anxiety that parents are going through right now, having to navigate all these changes and all these problems in their homes. Exactly, and, and there's no clear-cut right way. Like right. Every single solution has potential issues for it behind no matter what a parent shows, you know, especially with like the school option. If I choose to let my kids go to school, well, now they can go to school and be exposed to a virus, but they have their friends. But then school is different, you know, like certain schools, they're behind everything partitions, partitions and, yeah. and like it's so distant uh, which is awkward and it doesn't feel we it does, they can't connect kids connect by touching and feeling and hugging like that's what kids do that's yeah. their language right um and how they play and so they can't um, but if we keep them home then we aren't connecting with other friends and other people like so it, it doesn't matter which choice we made each of them have risks and they do and we're going to talk more about that right after this break. Don't go anywhere. This is Goyard talking tonight about kids and the pandemic.
Dr. Angel Falzoni specializes in a variety of therapeutic areas including trauma, depression, anxiety, post-traumatic stress disorder, stress management, self-esteem, interpersonal relationships, ADHD, behavioral addictions, as well as spirituality issues. A Florida native, she holds multiple degrees including a bachelor's in education and philosophy, a master's of arts in professional counseling and marriage and family therapy, and a PhD in psychology. Dr. Angel is also a Florida licensed mental health counselor. She has worked with youth and adolescents for 14 plus years and has worked extensively in women's mental health for the past six years. She has worked in agencies providing mental health services to family and youth at high risk. Dr. Angel is an accomplished psychotherapist who works with children, teens, adults, couples, and families. Dr. Angel has advanced training and experience in working with LGBTQ-specific individuals and issues. Dr. Angel can help you. Just call for an appointment at 727-501-6557 or online at drangelsdevelopment.com. Dr. Angel Falzoni, support for individuals, couples, and families. 727-501-6557. Prompt professional service is what you will receive when you allow Marsha McAllister of Charles Rittenberg Realty to help find that perfect home or list your home for sale. With over 23 years of experience in the Tampa Bay area, you will enjoy a smooth transaction from start to finish. Call Marsha today at 727-417-0707. Now is a great time to buy or sell a home. Call Marsha McAllister at 727-417-0707. This is the Tantalk Radio Network.
right. Well, that was such a good song. Yeah, it's an old one, isn't it? So we're talking tonight about children and how the pandemic is affecting them, no matter how old or how young they are. Pandemic fallout is what we're calling this. Uh, Part two or part two, I guess, in this series. I don't know. I lose track. I don't know. Okay. Uh, we're talking about how these kids are affected, and we started out talking about anxiety, which you said has the root base of fear. Yes. Okay. So uh, help our parents and grandparents give some ideas of what they should be looking at to what they can do, actually. Okay. And I hear your baby yes, crying. Yes, we hear a little. Uh, he's crying, yeah. No, he's, he's Oh, he's just always oh, playing with his toy. Okay. He's teething. All right. So, um, so some of the things that are really important. First of all, sleep is really important. Like our kids need to be getting good, consistent quality sleep. So, um, with our schedules being kind of loosey goosey, especially especially with parents working at home, our kids going to school at home, like it's really easy to not have a schedule and like kind of do things whenever. And like that's not okay. We need to kind of come back. Okay. Even if kids are studying at home online, sure, do you say can... there needs to be a time they start? Yes, we have to have. Okay scheduled that we have to we need to be able to have predictable the things that we can make predictable for our our kids that helps them to feel safe and to reduce that anxiety that they're feeling and so they need good quality sleep which means they need some kind of limits of when bedtime should be when wake time should be when they should start school okay what does what does a schedule do for kids that gives them that safety of predictability and something i know is structure i'm it's going to happen in a certain sequence and i can count on that sequence because right now nothing hardly is in a sequence right okay so for parents out there if you're you're staying up till all hours and you're letting your kids stay up till midnight and you you know just go to bed when you're tired you know type thing that's that's not good right now is not it? not at all because first of all we're not getting good quality sleep and we let kids manage their sleep i'm, I'm oh, telling yeah. you think no, no no they're not staying up till midnight some of these kids are till five or four five and six in the, in morning. the morning they step all night and then they want to sleep all day yes um, and, and so it's hard to do schoolwork if you went to bed at 3 a.m. or 4 a.m., right? How are you going to get up? So there needs to be – I like this idea. This is really good. And, and so parents out there that maybe have tried the loosey-goosey uh, way of doing it, just let it happen, whatever happens, that's not helping your kids. Right. Now we're you know, right. So we're not surviving through the, this pandemic anymore. We're living in a pan, – we're living with it. So how do we do that? We have to start putting things in supports and – to help our family get through it. We all need that schedule and routine. Our children need it even more because they, oh, yeah. they can't learn and grow and develop healthy when they're in a constant state of fear. Right. And so we need to, to give them that safety where we so can. So a routine, even with little tiny guys, oh, yes. uh, a routine of going to bed a certain time, you have a bath and you get you get in your bed, you read a story and you go to sleep, right? Those I mean, that was always things. mine when I had my kids were little. And that's the way my grandkids seemed to operate too. Same type of schedule, bath, you know, pajamas, right. story, sleep. Yep. And, and then whatever that is. Now, that doesn't mean that that schedule has to be exactly the same as if they were sitting in a schoolhouse. Right. I mean, the times could be modified, but they still need to be in a sequence and predictable. Okay. Um, so that we know our kids are getting good sleep. Our kids don't even grow. Our kids grow, like, physically. Their body grows when they, when sleep. they sleep. Right. right so, yeah. like, this is really important, but it also helps to control, um, lets their brain rest from right. all this constant you know bombarding of fear inducing stimuli around them so sleep is really important healthy meals and snacks is next okay 
So when we feel stressed, we all want to have comfort food, food, which is sugar and sugar high in carbs, right? Right. We're going for the carb sugar snacks. Those are the worst Worst thing. thing. So when we have a fear brain, when we have an anxiety brain, it is releasing those chemicals, is releasing cortisol, which affects our sugar. It's releasing adrenaline, which is making our bodies rev up, which is why these kids have way too much energy. They're they're constantly being bombarded with these hormones that are just... Oh, okay. Yeah, Yeah, I didn't think about that because, yeah, they seem to have more energy right now. But, of course, they're not going to school. Let's say elementary age kids. A lot of them are not. And so they're not out on the playground. They're not playing kickball or whatever it is they do. Um, and so, yeah, they're they're going to have more energy because they're not expending it. Exactly. Well, not only that, but now they're taking in all this fearful stimuli in their environment and they're feeling f- fearful, which is stimulating the limbic system. And when that gets stimulated, we are releasing that the cortisol, the stress hormones. The cortisol all right. Let's go back the to the Olympic system. It's not the Olympics. No, it's the Olympics. L-I-M-P-I-C. It's the Olympic system. All right. B-I-C. Oh, B-I-C. Yeah. All right. Explain what that is That's to our that listeners. emergency alarm system of our brain. That is okay. designed in us so that if we are faced with a bear, like our body just by it kicks into limbic system and it bypasses. We don't have to like think about it. Like adrenaline, like we right. call adrenaline. People that pick up a car off yes, of somebody. Incredible Hulk syndrome, right? Like all of a sudden we just react. The Incredible Hulk system, yes. Okay, so we just react. Like we're not thinking and making a choice and looking at cause and effect. Like our body just jumps into gear. If right. you got to run to get out of danger or if you have to, so that's our fight, flight, freeze response of yes, our brain. right, yeah. So that's in the limbic. When that gets activated, we are releasing cortisol, which is a, a hormone that connects into our sugar so we get lots of sh- sugars released and adrenaline which gives us the extra energy and power to get through a danger here's the problem okay so go back to because for those listening right now when is the limbic system kicked in so when somebody feels afraid okay i see i wanted you to say that specifically and you did so that's good because so when we are not mitigating the fear in our kids and we are, anyway, let's say embracing it, like, yeah, yeah, this is terrible, this is terrible. Or they find us in, in a, curled up in a ball on the sofa crying because we're so depressed, right? That's not helping our kids at all. Not at all. Because our kids, they do not know how to handle this information that's all coming in. And so their brains are still developing and growing and figuring it out. So they feel they're more sensitive to fear, and that keeps hitting that emergency alarm of the brain, their limbic system. But what it's like for kids is it they feel like they are going to die every time something fearful okay, hits but, them. But but you also said they feel kind of hyperactive. Yeah, they have all that energy. Well, they got all that adrenaline running through their brain and okay. their body. Well, they, so that's why I tell them in the beginning that some of the symptoms may look like that ADHD, that attention deficit oh, hyperactivity. In the beginning of these traumatic right. events. But like, then they switch to... Right. So they may have all this energy, so they can't handle it. So it comes out in the aggressive behavior. It okay. may come out. That, now it's very see clear. See where I'm going yes. with this? Like yes. It's coming out in all kinds of ways, depending on the age and the development of the and, kid. And for some kids, it comes out in depression and yes. isolation. Yes. 
And you should worry about those kids. Yeah, oh, you, you should, should get them help. About those. Oh, yes. But for some kids, it comes out in those outward behaviors, which are usually the parents who are dragging them into the office because that disrupts the house, right? Right. When the kids, like, punching holes in the wall all of a sudden. Like, I've heard a lot of that happening lately. We want to give our listeners one more opportunity to either put a question or comment on Facebook, and it's not to, for to, this, tonight, and that's unusual. It's usually know, quite busy. I don't know what's going busy. on. So, but anyway, we are live on Facebook, or you can call in, and the numbers right here on the screen uh, 727-441-3000 with questions or comments uh, go ahead with this so Dr. Angel when we recognize that one of our kids or all of our kids are in trouble what, do a par- what does a parent or a grandparent do? Well, we got to come back and we got to look at kind of look at what's happening and so most likely we're probably looking at some form of this anxiety and so bringing it in we need to we know that the antidote to anxiety is safety okay oh that's good that's our antidote anxiety versus safety right it's the opposite like anxiety is based in that fear safety is the antidote so we how do we help our kids feel safe everyone i hear oh they're safe no 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 their brain does not know it they're safe yet because everything is kind of overwhelming topsy-turvy topsy-turvy so we go back we have schedules we have routine we have predictability we watch our what food they're in they're taking in knowing the science that when their brain is triggered they're releasing all these hormones we don't want to add carbs that makes their blood sugar go up and drop because that's going to increase that ex- that reaction Boy, this you is get. such important information tonight really um and and so we have to watch their diet Yes, we do. We want more protein-based foods. It kind of regulates the blood sugar, so we're not getting those highs and those lows, which make the behaviors worse when we have anxiety. All right. What what about screen time? Talk to us about screen time. We want to limit that screen time. Oh, I think we have a caller. Okay. All right, caller. Whoever you are. Hi, caller. Hey, it's Nan. How you guys doing? Hi, Nan. I was hoping you might call in because you are a principal secretary in a school. I am. Talk. And I hear parent calls, and talk. I get to hear them talk sometimes. Talk to us. And, and I get to hear them express concern about their children. You know, they're some of them are medically fragile. Um, do they have to wear masks? Um, I'm afraid they're going to get the virus. I don't want to send my kid to school. And that's understandable. I mean, sure. I fortunately have an adult child, and they're not faced with a decision There's so many Thousands and hundreds of thousands of parents are faced yes. with this yes. Bay Area right. the next two or three weeks. Um, but, you know, you have to do what's best, you know, for yourself. But, I mean, I, I hear them, you know, concerned for their kids. And, right. you know, the kids are obviously, of course, very concerned for themselves also. Some of them are fighting at the bit, wanting to get back at school. They're, again, like I was all talking earlier, social reasons, you know. Right. They, they weren't able yeah. to do things. They weren't able to see their friends, blah, 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 you know, all that. But then... You know, for health reasons, the parents may have to decide to keep them home. Right. You know, um, I do work for Hillsborough County, and I can assure the, the Hillsborough County administration, uh, superintendent, and administrators are taking it very serious, and uh, they are providing uh, all the necessary sanitary type, you know, the wipes, the hand sanitizer, Good. everything. Good. There is very well. In fact, I got a bunch of it in my office right now. We're getting yeah. to distribute, you know, so to the teachers to have for the kids. Right. That's you know, great. So, uh, That's great. They're, they're taking it. It's very. They're taking it very serious. Good. You know, they're moving forward, and and you know, it's it's nice to see how well organized uh, they are in streamlining what they're doing to provide as best as they can 
as best as anybody can in this kind of environment that, you know, we've never faced this before, you know. But they are, in our district, are definitely moving forward with, you know, necessary arrangements and a lot of meetings, Zoom meetings, and how to handle this and how to handle that, you know. Well, but I feel for the kids. I feel for the kids because, they, you know, some of them are not going to be able to come back. Right. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. Well, and I'm glad you called in to share with that because share with share that with us because it might help eliminate some anxiety for some of the parents that aren't sure what to do about going to school. It's good to know that Hillsboro and if Hillsboro County is here in Florida, then I'm sure Pinellas County is, and all of them are doing taking these precautions. Um, to let me ask you a quick question, Nan, before we let you go. Uh, to the parent that calls in and and is stressing and anxious, what do you say to them? As the, I know you're the principal secretary, but how do you talk to them? Is is it individual? Everybody's situation's different, or I know you're in a special needs school, so that's also very different. Different, isn't it? It's, it's very different. Yes, it's very different. Yeah. Um, well, the, the first thing I do is many times just listen to the parent. Talk okay, to I was, I, we were going to talk about listening next, so that's great. You just gave us a great segue. Segway, go and, ahead. But you, you listen first because they're frustrated. I mean, I've heard the frustration. They've shared it with me, you know. As far as specifics of how we're going to address this and how, I give them to the principal. Yeah, I say, let me let you speak to the principal because she's the one who ultimately has sure. all the answers because she's the one who's been in the Zoom meetings with the superintendents. You know, they have the answers. So, you know, if there's parents who are concerned, I would just encourage them wherever they are, you know, contact their school, contact, talk to a principal, assistant principal. You know, they, they have the answers that they can provide, you know, for the specific circumstances of maybe which you might find your particular child is in. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Dr. Angel, do you have a question for Nan? I do not, but I really appreciate her calling in. Yeah, we appreciate you calling in, Nan. Thank you. And you've given us some insight in, from that side of the aisle, where you're in the school and uh, fielding these questions and the, the problems that are coming up. Um, thank you for calling in, unless you had something else you wanted to add. No, I just wish everybody well in, in their decision of what to do with their children, you know. and. Okay. Uh, Wish everybody well. All right. Thanks, Nan. Appreciate it. Um, Um, Bye-bye. Let's go back to Nan's point. I was going there, actually, interestingly enough, before she said it, listening. Yes. Parents listening to kids. So important. Parents listening to school officials, like Nan. Yes. We need to listen. Yeah, the listening is really important because... We when we have all this anxiety and all this fear and all these unknowns, like we need to talk about it. We need to process it. We yes. need to get it out. Unfortunately, a lot of times when it's children who have those feelings, parents tend to discount it or yes. override it or minimize it or or think they're just being annoying. Yes, yes. And would and they just be quiet? Yes, you know, like just. Yeah, yeah. I think that that would be a tendency for a lot of parents because they're frustrated inside anyway that this is going on and going on and going on. There's no end in sight. Right. And so when you have your kids acting out or um, being depressed or whatever, suicidal, whatever the case may be. And by the way, we always want a parent to take a suicide claim or a thought or whatever your child says very, very seriously. Absolutely. Very serious. Call the suicide hotline. I'm going to give you that number again right here because I usually have it. 
I thought I had it right here on the top page. Otherwise, I'll find it. Uh, because that is extremely important that we deal with that, right? Absolutely. We take that completely serious. But we need to listen to our kids. And we need to, we need to empathize with what they're feeling. Now, remember, kids... Their brains are growing and developing. They mix reality with fantasy. And so yes, some of those fears they have going on as adults were listening like, this is the silliest thing I've ever heard. Um, I literally was working with a child who thought coronavirus was a monster that lived in the closet. They didn't oh, understand what it was. Wow. So in their world, it was this big monster that was going to come out and get everybody. Like, that was a real fear to this kid. And the parents just kept, like, discounting it and laughing it off because it wasn't reality-based. But it didn't have to be reality-based. Kids often, um, you know, mix fantasy and reality because that's sure. part of the growing and learning process. And so, But it didn't mean it wasn't as real to that kid as any fear anybody else has. And yeah. so we need to empathize and validate each other's feelings and listen. So if a child is saying... Um, you know, I just don't, I don't feel good. I, you know, sometimes they have physical Very issues much. that are really emotionally based, right? And I did find the suicide hotline okay, number. Okay, give out that. Let me give out that. 1-800-273-8255. So p- write that down somewhere because, you know, it's so important that we know that, how to get help right away. Yes. 1-800-273-8255. Go ahead. No, and you're right. So oftentimes, especially in children, we will see anxiety manifest through headaches, stomach aches, um, all kinds of aches and pains that are based in anxiety and not real right. physical problems. But it doesn't mean that their experience isn't real. Right. A headache is they're really feeling their head hurt or their stomach hurt or they're nauseous or their whatever's going on. But it's based in the emotional stuff that's happening. That so I hear you saying, take take it seriously, parents, grandparents. When the child is every day has a headache, right? Absolutely, we and, do. And okay, so let's say that your child every day has a headache. What do you do? So okay, so if that's coming to me, I get the phone call, Doctor Angel. My kid's having a headache every day. My first thing is going to say, take them to their pediatrician, make sure everything checks out in the physical okay. realm. Okay. And then get them help. Bring them into a, a person, you know, mental health provider that works and specializes with children. Right. Yeah. And do the things you can do in your home, like create that safetyness, create that predictability, create that routine, limit those carbs, add in that protein, make sure they're getting their sleep, make sure they're they're getting time to exercise and burn off those extra anxiety hormones. Like we they need to burn that off. You know, make sure that we're doing the things we can control in their environment as a right. parent. Right. Outdoor activities. Yes. You like go for a walk. Go for a like, walk. Yeah. That's what my kids do a lot with their little ones is take walks. And I think that really helps, you know, just to get them outside and with nature and the air and the breeze. And it's safer anyway. It's safe. Yeah, it's fine. And, you know, that's a great thing to do. Or, you know, for some families, they've gone, you know, went and bought a, a trampoline or playground equipment and put it in the backyard and let the kid have that space that they have. They can burn off that, that exactly. extra stuff. Yeah. Okay, so listening is very important. Um, okay, so you're a parent and you're listening, and the kid says, "I don't know why I'm so sad. I, I don't know. I'm just not happy. I, I'm confused. I can't sleep at night. What are these? What do you say as a parent?" 
Well, we just we want to listen to what their experience are. And if I had a kid that was really little and came in and could talk that well, I'd be pretty impressed because usually they do not. <laughs> they are not able to put any of that part into words. Usually, it's, okay, it would you know, be like what you know. My head hurts. It might be my head hurts, or maybe it's they start getting oppositional all of a sudden and no, 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 and they're fighting you for okay, everything. Yeah, that's true. They're you know, never it might be the that. plate went across the dining room table. Their food because they didn't want what you you know. It could come out in so many different ways. But if your kid could put the so many words of their feelings. <laughs> They're probably in college. <laughs> They're going to be doing pretty good now. Okay. Um, but listening to them, like talking, and don't we don't want to use the word why. Right. Um, we just want to, you know, give them opportunity to express it. They don't know why. When we get hit with fear and our limbic system gets it, we have no control over our brain. Like, our brain goes into automatic. It's like a hijacking to the so, body. So do some parents, when a kid says, I'm feeling sad or I'm, I'm, I'm mad or whatever, say why? Oh my gosh! I hear that. That's, I hear that all the time. Are you they kidding say me? Why? Yeah, and, and if a kid's like mad, and the parent doesn't think so, a lot of parents don't think kids have the right to feel mad or angry. Oh, and they tell them well, you're not allowed to feel that way. You can't feel that. You don't have anything to be angry about. I'll give you something to be angry about. Like right, they yeah, threat. Seriously. Yeah do that um no every feeling is okay not every way we express our feelings are okay like there are healthy and unhealthy ways but every feeling is absolutely okay and they're human we're going to experience all feelings from the positive to the negative to everything in between and so we need to allow them opportunity to health you express them in a healthy way so don't say why why are you doing that quit doing that stop or, you know. or try to over posture them, which is mostly what parents Explain are trying to that. do. So they're trying to one up their kid. They're trying to overpower their kid. When we have a child that's in an anxiety and it's fear, they feel like their life is in danger in their brain. That's what they feel. So if you're going to try and overpower them, you're going to make them feel like there's more danger because now you are part of that danger and you're their parent. You're supposed to keep them safe. So we can't yell and scream. We can't, you know, that over posturing where we try to you know, like solve the problem with with our authority or because I'm the parent like that's yeah, I not told you to work. be quiet sit on that chair and shut up that's right? not gonna work that's in not an anxiety work. time no, no. no and we have to learn to parent that a lot differently right absolutely wow okay it's been quite a show I think wow. a very 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 needed show tonight though. very needed we're gonna go on with part two of this for children next week and teens we really have only scratched the surface and we do want your phone calls, uh, your uh, comments, or your questions. And uh, we'll be live again next week, so you can call in or use the Facebook. Um, kind of sum up, would you, Dr. Angel, what we've talked about tonight? Sure. So, you know, kind of going to go back and give us that point that we are now at the point where we have to learn to live with a pandemic. We need to resume life. We can no longer keep the hold button on our life. It's causing too much uh, mental health problems and all kinds of problems. So how do we live with it? Um, it's causing a lot of fear. It's an anxiety from adults to kids of all ages. So we're all vulnerable to this. But when kids have it, it can look very ugly. It can be very frustrating in the house. It can be very disruptive. Um, And for parents who are already feeling stress of financial stress and all these extra worries that happen because of a pandemic, we don't have the patience to deal with this kid. We would call it, um, you know, acting a fool. Like back in my day, that's what we would hear when that kid was acting, wasn't acting good. We'd call, oh, that kid's just acting a fool. We have a lot of kids acting a fool, not because they're bad kids, because they're kids stuck in an anxiety and they need help. Yeah, they need help. And they're using their behaviors to tell you they need help. 
So for the family unit where the either dad or mom simply comes unglued when the child is overreacting or crying a lot or whatever and and, and really tries to straighten out that child verbally by screaming at them mm-hmm. what damage what damage is being done well you're just reactivating their fear base and you're letting them know now you aren't a safe person so you start to become their trigger of fear and anxiety, which can be really difficult to go back and undo once that starts getting done. Oh, yeah. So if you're the parent, you're finding yourself yelling and screaming, making empty threats all the time, making all kinds of threats, like um, having, you know, your kids just feel like they have this overabundance of energy and they're just not listening and they're being oppositional and they should just know better, like your family needs help. And one more place they can get it if it's in the Tampa Bay area. But also you do telehealth. I uh, do. Would you explain what that is? <laughs> so I do do telehealth. It's um, video online conference, um, video conferencing therapy on a HIPAA compliant platform. And I can do telehealth throughout the entire state of Florida. Okay. So you can get a hold of Dr. Angel and ask about that or go to her website is a great way to go at drangelsdevelopment.com, 727-501-6557. And be sure and tell her that she has a cute puppy. Even though you haven't seen him, he's down here, but he is cute. So anyway, we're glad to be with you tonight. Uh, as always, tell some people about the show. We, we're... Um, Almost ready to hit our six-year anniversary and start our seventh year, which is yes, totally crazy totally. Uh, that we've been on the air that long with this show. We have a show on Sunday afternoon. It's all about God and, and how to live victoriously. Uh, you can check that out at 3 o'clock right here on this station every Sunday afternoon for two hours. Uh, so we'd love to have you join us on Sundays. So tell a friend about Go Yard, and uh, we hope you have a great week. And this has been Dr. Angel and Mama Mac, and we'll see you next week. God willing. Good night. WTAN, Clearwater, FM 106.1, WDCF, Dade City, FM 102.3, WZHR, Zephyr Hills, FM 104.3. Listen.